politics is downstream from culture. Mm-hmm. And you know, as tyrants take control, the, the one of the strongest forms against tyranny is uh, is the arts. If we talked about that a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And uh, and and you are, are you are in the leading forefront of that. And so I'd love to talk about that. Um, but I also really want to talk about "Thou Shall Not Kill" your podcast. Um, you know, so you know we'll have to have you back. That is okay. fine. So that I guess that's I guess that's <laughs> it. Okay. We, we have to have it. back because I do want to get back about yes. the art because the art is profound. Um, and I and, I, and honestly, the, the piece you did for us, um, that would I would like to have a real. I would like to. Online. I would like to. Right. I would like to have a conversation just about that because it it it, it has so much depth to it. Right. Um, we actually spent the first night that you gave it to us, and he just stared at it for a while. It's <laughs> <laughs> <I> powerful. <laughs> and the more he stared at it, the more meaning he got out of it. So that's 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 the that's, cool what's thing about that's, that's what's cool. Yeah, that's, that's uh, again, art. everyone has a different perspective, and it can be looked at in in a couple of different ways. And that's where the controversy comes in with art. It's like, do you go which way do you take it? Like I said, my art, I. It w- I was in a bad headspace, but you come in and say it's beautiful. I'm like, you're crazy. You're, you're <laughs> absolutely. I don't, I'm not on the same wavelength as you. Yeah. But again, it's good. Well, it can yeah. either inspire or instigate, right? That's yeah. True. Yeah. Well, that's and that's why art's powerful. Yeah. Right. Because uh-huh. it can say things words can't. Right. Right. Um, and and, and uh, especially when freedom of speech is being lost. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what which is exactly where we are now. Where there's things we no longer can say. I mean, literally, without getting you know banned from the FFs, FCC or, or Twitter or Facebook. But, uh, but let's jump to this. I've got you both. Um, what inspired you guys to start a podcast uh, on marriage? Honestly, we just really wanted to help other people with marriage. I mean, we've been at it for 36 years. They say if you've done something for 10,000 hours, you're an expert. We're, we've surpassed that. And, and you've been uh, through it all. And we've been through a lot, yeah. Our marriage was not always happy. We struggled a lot in the beginning. You had two very strong-minded people battling for position. When she says the beginning, that's the first 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. That's not true. That's the, the first couple years. Measure quarter, quarter centuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first 25 exactly. years were pretty rough, but it's now we got it down. Yeah. The last 11 have just been a piece of cake. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you guys want to fight it out, too, just this is <laughs> oh, we're if just you want to hear, I've been, I just calmed down. <laughs> you know, we always joke that we're going to bring on like liberals and conservatives and just put marshmallows Duke there. Out. And instead yeah. of duking out, just throw marshmallows at each I'm other. I'm going to throw some marshmallows at a liberal county. <laughs> <laughs> as long as right. it's not your husband. All I was right. thinking more <laughs> potato gun, but anyway. So, <laughs> so why? Um, Sorry. I so yeah. We just, we wanted to try to help people and give them some of the hacks that we use to help us get on pack back on track and we have little things in our toolbox that have worked for us that um well in the beginning i was super reactive right everything got a reaction from me and it was always a big angry outburst of reaction and um at like the two-year mark we had a horrible uh marriage counselor and i say horrible because every other couple ended up divorced <laughs> uh, but by the way i will say this <laughs> marriage counseling has a almost zero th- there the success rate of marriage counseling is is like almost yeah, Check yeah. It, uh, it is. Yeah, it doesn't have a very good track record. Marriage counseling. In well, general. you say if you horrible. do something for ten years, you're an expert. Yeah, I feel like the industry in general is those who can't do teach because exactly. it's always yeah. the one. Most that of them are not it, married, right. or they've been divorced or multiple times, or they've or yeah. they've been yeah. through education systems yeah. that 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 completely go against what mm-hmm. common sense. Common right. sense yeah. and, and what a man mm-hmm. and a woman is, and the masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. It is every it's it's even crazier now. Well, you so know, just briefly. 
She would bring me in and tell me how to get a restraining order, get all the money out of the bank accounts, do all these things. That's what she was telling me behind the closed And doors. I had just lost my grandfather, which was my father figure for most of my life. So I'm I'm literally in tears trying to figure out how to get these things going. And this is before kids. Uh, well, we just uh, no, had we one. Had we had one, the, yeah, the, the oldest, oldest one was a baby. But, you know, I'm still a young 23 years old, 24 years old, trying to figure this out. I just lost mm-hmm. my father figure. And now I'm trying to save my marriage. And this lady is... Is, is telling her how to screw me out of everything yeah, that I have. Yeah, she's sabotaging him behind his back. Yeah. So finally, uh, she suggested that we separate for two weeks, which we and did. we did. And we came back, and we're like, what do you want to do? Like, where are we going from here? And I said, I can't continue like we're going. I don't think we can continue like we're going. We need to change. But mm-hmm. I want to stay with you. And so we yeah. worked it out. And I had to do a lot of self-work. I had to quit being reactive. I had to quit just losing my crap every time something upset me. And I, I have really a lot had of work to make to do too. yeah, but I had to make big changes. Yeah. And so I did. And I s- vowed to treat my hu- husband with respect, to let him be the leader of our home. And and I stuck with those things. And it it worked. I mean it really don't you think it made a huge difference? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We have rules. I mean it, it it you come into this, it's like there has to be someone that leads we on our podcast and in our coaching, we, we kind of come at marriage in a different way. And when we, when the first time when we say it, people kind of go, well, that's kind of stale and boring. We treat our marriage like a business, mm-hmm. like legitimately. There's a CEO, there's a CFO, there's workers, there's people, there's responsibilities. I, hope you don't treat it, I mean, is this like a brothel type business? No, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, no. But, but you what might I be something. <laughs> no, but when we when we say that to people, yeah, yeah. they say that to people, but, but they go, but you guys have so much fun, and you guys are, are you know, you're. You don't look like business. Well, it's not a freaking business. It's no. it's there's rules and and requirements and, and things that the things that I'm responsible for. There's mm-hmm. things that I hold her responsible for. And if you can't have that level of respect for each other, it's like if she tells me she's going to do something and she doesn't, I have a right to be mad. I have a right to ha- have some type to hold of me accountable and to hold her accountable, and vice versa. If I don't do something that I say I'm going to do, so we have board meetings. <laughs> we would we would go. We can. We have a simple task that we do on a board meeting. So quickly, a board meeting is um, we will go to a restaurant. We'll take one car so someone can't stomp Mm. off. We're in a public place place where someone can't throw a fit. We sit down. That won't stop her. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it didn't always stop me either. Savannah's laughing too. (laughs) (laughs) It'll stop a lot of people. So we will sit down in this public place, and we'll take a pad of paper, and we'll just map things out. We'll talk about what's coming up in our week. It doesn't have to be a fight. There's just a whole bunch of different things, right? But what it establishes is communication, civilized Mm. communication. Is this a weekly thing? It depends on for us. It was like every other week. Yeah, we 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 coach coach couples is like it's like if it's if you need it every week and you're busy and your schedule is busy and Mm -hmm. hectic. Yes, connect because if you're busy that much, you're not going to connect during the week. You're not going to have those intimate times. You're not going to be wanting to talk about taking Johnny to to soccer practice at four o'clock. So on the and you also need a place where you can be communicate uninterrupted. Right. Yeah. Like where the kids kids aren't coming in or the phone's ringing or like we put our phones away and it's just a time where there's two two things that you have to have. You have to have you have to have a a scheduled date night and you have to have a board meeting. Whether that's once uh, those are different. Completely different. Completely different. Date night is to connect, get sexy, get dirty. That's it. Go, go. A board meeting is to take care of business. I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be home on Wednesday till I have a meeting until eight o'clock. So I'm not gonna answer my phone. So if you call me at eight o'clock and then I come home and you're mad at me, I'm gonna say, Look at I, we, we went over this, about this yeah. and then it's like oh okay now so it, it stops a lot of arguments it stops a lot of contentiousness it's like well you said you were going to be home no i didn't i told you exactly this is what was going on and you obviously you're going to talk throughout the week but it's like 
you you plan for vacations. It's like worth what's our money situation. So you're always on the same track. So if what are the main t- topics? Give us the topics <coughs> on a board meeting. <coughs> main uh, our listeners. So, uh, so the first thing we used to start with the state of the union. So the state of the mm. union is what's going on. Like where do you see that we're at right now? How's and your business? What's going on at your, at your work? Do you are you business? having problems yeah. with employees? Because we are. Would you also talk about the relationship? No. Yeah. Uh, not really so much about the relationship. No, honestly, no. we so would talk about all the things. So if you guys are pissed off about a problem in between the relationship, something is bothering you, that's We that's could talk about that at a board meeting. We, yeah, it's not but taboo. That's the, that, but that would be the beginning the board of the board me- state of the union. Okay, yeah. we just had this fight. So let's get this out of the way. Uh-huh. So we do. We get this out of the way. Okay, I misunderstood. You misunderstood. Uh, and then we have these little things. It's like, are you good? Like, that's our key to say, you can say whatever you want. I say, are you good? And she'll go, no. And then she can dump on me. It's like, you didn't disrespect me. You didn't look at me this way. You didn't hold up your end of the deal. And I'm I'm a grown man. I'm going to have to sit there like an adult in a public place and listen, listen to this. Mm. So it's like, okay, now I'm uh, now it's not for fighting. It's like, well, I said this. You know, you get through the state of the union. Let's get, let's get on a s- level playing field. If you're upset, let's get that out of the way. But that mm-hmm. takes a lot of introspection from whoever the person is that's coming because you right. need to be aware of it. You mm-hmm. need to actually be able to call your own garbage. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a big problem because sometimes, I mean, he's all, for a while he was always pointing out my garbage, but mm-hmm. I don't see it. It's not, it's not yeah. me. I don't <coughs> have any of that. So, that so, so that's the reality. We don't see our own crap. Right. right. You know what I mean? <coughs> and, uh, and, and, yeah, and we have a very and, – and we tend to have a very hard time believing an outside perspective but here's the thing too is like if uh, i say this you exchange bodily fluids with your partner you you get naked with your partner if they can't tell you that you've done something wrong what's what's the deal yeah. i mean what legitimately about what, what do you mean right. what if you can't say well, okay i mean talk in the mic i would like to think of an example but i'm perfect so i really don't know <laughs> that's actually a reality <laughs> 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 that actually is not Thanks a script <laughs> no she actually We're all trying actually to get that's there. a challenge <laughs> It actually is one of our challenges. But and I just <laughs> stopped trying to see that make her see things. <laughs> I just accept it as it is. So, uh, no, I'm just <laughs> if you if you can do it on your own, that's a level of maturity. That's a level yes. of if introspection. If you can do what on your own? Call your own If garbage. you can see your own flaws. Yeah, yes. and actually yes. have the maturity. That, I that is enlightenment. Yeah. To me, that is, is the definition of enlightenment mm-hmm. is to see yourself as you truly are, mm-hmm. not as you want to believe, believe you, you are. are. Because I think probably, and this is not based on science, <coughs> I would think the number one cause of fight and stress in a relationship ultimately comes down to communication. 100%. 100%. Yeah. We agree with you a million times yep. over. A million yep. times. So we talk uh, yeah. about communication. If we don't say communication 30 times yeah. each podcast, I think we fail. On our podcast, it, 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 it's definite communication. And usually, I, I've, I, you, usually what you fight about isn't what you're mad about. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yeah. You're going to fight, I know we're public radio, so I'll be careful your your <laughs> your wife or your husband does something you know that you didn't like and you just let it go and then you do something else and you kind of go oh man and you say something and then they do it again now all of a sudden you're fighting because you didn't do the lawn but she's really mad because you didn't hold up stuff your end of the work the stuff that built up to yeah and right. it's just and there and there it is if you would just communicate here that's why i think and i'm not we're not perfect at it but like we attack things right away like i was super mad at her like mm-hmm. earlier before we came in, like legitimately mad and upset. And I had a right to be. Mm-hmm. Sh- you have all the right to be mad, whatever it is. <coughs> Whether it's factual or true, then that's mm-hmm. that's something to debate. But I told her right away. <coughs> I'm like, <coughs> excuse me. I'm like, I'm, I'm really, really annoyed about I'm this. really mad. Yeah. Like this did not, was not supposed to go this way. Mm-hmm. And I asked for this, you gave me this, and it wasn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So like I'm mad. 
and it's okay, but she could take that I'm being mad, and I have to now, now that she's accepted that I'm mad and she's apologized, now I have to get over the ego again, because mm. it's like, what do I want, blood? I'm going to keep going. Because the next step is to accept my apology, right? Yeah. right? W- we've talked about that, too, <laughs> a lot. It's I, like I'm sorry should be the finish line. But it's not always well, because it's lingering well, upset. Well, yeah. well, it, al- it, it be, also but it depends. Typically isn't. It, the words "I'm sorry" are, are not the finish line. <coughs> right. What is the finish line? Is a is a sincerity of feeling heard, of recognition, exactly. heard. feeling heard, and and Repentance? saying, "Okay, I see where you're coming from. I recognize. I truly recognize, and I truly." You know, see up. where you're coming from, yeah. and I recognize where you're and at. And you may not yeah. agree with where they're coming from, but it's <coughs> like this is m- the way I feel. Yeah. Like, accept this, and it's fine that you don't think it's right, but, like, this is it. Yeah, saying you're sorry, if you're not sorry, just saying it is yes. not the end of it. It's oh, my gosh, that's, that's the beginning that's of a way bigger fight. Yeah, yes. way bigger. And we've yeah, talked about that, too, on the podcast several times about apologies. An apology, an honest apology, isn't is I'm really sorry that I did this. I screwed up. I'm sorry that I wronged you. However, it is. They're sincerely mean. Tell them one of my apologies from Scott's from apologies used to look like. Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Oh, really? <laughs> You're sorry that I feel that way. Yeah, You're about to feel away. I said I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was genuine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if I'm saying I'm sorry that you feel that way, I'm getting gaslighted, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, just plain yeah. as I'm getting, sorry, yes. I'm getting gaslighted. Yes, I understand. And so, yes, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so, I think yeah. the throat, we might not kill. But we might not kill, but we can still maim. So let me ask you this. Is it okay to beat your wife? Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's no. Oh, we, we've no. been trying to debate that. It's not okay for her to beat you either. I do think we need to level up because we do have five rules. And okay. I thought we were five rules. I thought we were pretty sophisticated. Those five rules are not for this show. It's okay. Uh, we can start okay. with a few of them, and we can leave some open. Okay. Number one, don't die. Oh, that's I like that. That's always going to be a good I want place you to, to start. That rule too. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't get arrested. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always high on the list. It used to be one. higher on the list, but now. <laughs> lower okay don't go to the hospital there's a story there yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't go to the hospital no drama which i think is good luck with that one that's a toughie yeah Yeah. how do you how do you not have drama (laughs) it's the rule doesn't mean rules aren't meant (laughs) to be broken rules are just suggestions at the end of the day right that's her big one rules are just suggestions (laughs) just suggestions should i tell them the fifth rule no let's leave the rules alone (laughs) (laughs) these rules are are private rules yes Yes. Well, yeah, we, we have <laughs> rules too, like, but they're kind of more. They're not as exciting as your rules. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, our rules are more like no name calling, no putting each other down, treat each other yeah. with respect. That's like going into yeah. a cage fight. <laughs> That's like right? put what you see on the outside. Yeah, yeah every day so like, we so check inside our own. Come put the guards on. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys see? I mean, we we li- we live, like divorce is rampant, mm-hmm. right? Like that is, to me, I always my big thing, and it's always been is 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 the state of this country, it's collapsing. And <coughs> first I used to blame the politicians. Then I realized politicians are, are a result of us. We're the ones that put them there. And I came to realize, no, no, it's the real root of the, root of the, of what's the, of this, of the problems this country have to do with the collapse of the family. And then obviously the family is only as strong as the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately led me to the role, the failure of men. But, you know, <coughs> what do you see as the great, and, and what most most relationships today are, are ending in divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a massive, massive problem. It is the great plague facing this country Huge. and this world. 
what do you see as the biggest challenge in today's world for, for, for uh, married couples? You know, I want to I wanna take it back one step yeah, further. Yeah, take it back. I think it went with, it started with the attack on the church, and people quit mm. going to church, and people put, quit putting God first. Then it went to the family. And now it's in the family. Now it's hitting society, right? And I still think, I think that a big part of it is just not having God in our lives. So as a married couple, we take a vow in front of God and our family. And it's a vow. But so many people don't keep that vow, right? We took that vow very seriously. And, and we made a commitment to each other. And we agreed up front, like we weren't, this was it. And we've gone through some crap with each other, but we stuck by it. Why is God important in a marriage? <coughs> God is important in every aspect of our lives. But I think um, God is important in a marriage because God loves my partner, right? And so I have to treat him with a certain level of love and respect because that's what his due. That's his due for me. I owe him that much. And for me to disrespect him in a roundabout way is disrespecting God because I vowed to honor and respect my husband. And so that's what I'm determined to do. And what do you think? Sorry. Ask the question one more time. <laughs> I, I, I mesmerized about where she was going with it, but that's fine. Why is God important to relationships, to marriage? I think you have to have a baseline. And it's very interesting because I've we started out in one, in, in one faith and religion together. And <coughs> I don't want to say I've gone away from it. But I've I've been doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of searching on my own, together and mm -hmm. uh, and on my own. Um, so I think that her giving me the space to find what my God is, if that makes sense, is been very beneficial. So I still we still have a baseline, and I think that that <coughs> I think God is definitely within our marriage. I mean, how we how we both get to God may be different, and what we view God as is different. That's like when we were saying in the beginning, you know, we can sit across the room from other people. The more you communicate with that person, we may not agree, but I can still love you. I can still, you know, respect you. And Anne's been great with that. We've, you know, I, I think that, I think what I'm saying is, is, is I'm not where I was when we first got married in, as far as the religious side of it. I, I don't really like religion. Um, love God. But God and religion are, com are, are not under, I agree totally with you. Different. I agree with you. Yeah. But I didn't know what the, you know, going out on the, the airwaves, you know. I, 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 I love God. I love my wife <laughs> in that sense. I don't like the nonsense that comes with religion. So, I yes. I agree with that, too. I believe that, the, that our basis is a, is, a, is, is a foundation on God, <coughs> and we, we have God from two different places which is interesting. From my perspective, like God gave us an owner's manual, right? We call it the Bible. But nobody wants to go to that to find the answers anymore. We just want to create different answers. So now our answers look like my son doesn't know if he's a boy or a girl, yeah. right? My, uh, my husband wants an open marriage. Whatever these things are. And it, we've, we've really lost our way. And if we could just get back to the basics, and I understand that each person has to find their own path to God. We can't mandate that somebody believe in God. That's a personal thing. But all the information is out there. We just have to grab it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, and I haven't fully hashed this out, but when you guys were talking, it reminded me of we have politicians that take oaths, mm -hmm. and we have <laughs> couples that take vows. Mm -hmm. And while I don't think God is specifically in either a vow or an oath, 
it is still a promise that we make right with god it's a form of a contract mm -hmm. um, that triangle but i think we've been having problems as a society just yeah. fulfilling those contracts yeah. with god whether it be in the political role mm -hmm. because that trust just isn't, isn't there. there and i think sometimes people make those vows and make those um oaths and they have no intention of keeping them mm -hmm. and that's sad because we are trusting those people to keep those oaths like right now the big one is we're going to uphold the constitution <laughs> The Constitution is not being upheld by our presidential branch. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think this is where, <coughs> you know, having strong marriages, you know, w with children, when children see father and mother honor their covenant to each other and to God or to each other, however, however they see that, and they see that kind of what it means to, to honor a commitment and the parents teach their children to honor commitments and the value of honoring commitments. They teach and they, and they, sh and they teach children stories of heroes that honor commitments that are mm -hmm. honorable men and women mm -hmm. throughout history. Mm -hmm. Those are the kids that are going to be much more likely to be honorable politicians and leaders. Yes. The problem is when we have kids that see parents not honor their covenant, their relationship mm -hmm. to each other or to God, they're not te they're they're not taught that by their parents, and even if their parents teach it to them, and they see they're not honoring their commitment to each other, I think it sets the path for a society that doesn't honor commitments right. or covenants or themselves, mm -hmm. and then that's a society that's going to have leaders well, like ours. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the thing, kind of a different take on it. Yeah. So we we all have a free will. We all have our own minds. We all come to an age where we decide what we're going to do. Right. Okay. We've been married for 36 years. We've got three kids. We had problems with those kids. Those kids have their own minds, their own desires, their own wants, their own needs that I can't control. Yeah. I have two kids that one is extremely liberal and one that doesn't talk to me. I didn't bring them up that way. They have a base foundation that's stronger than any of their friends ever had. They have a base foundation that they knew what was right and wrong. They have a base foundation where they never saw me beat my wife. They never saw me cheat on my wife. They never saw me come home drunk. They never saw any of that stuff. So in a sense, on your basis, I do believe that. But on the other side, once your kids grow up and once you have them to decide what they want to do, then society takes them. And the society is the one that's training them. It, it, I believe wholeheartedly that the, that the home is a very, very impactful thing for children. And what you teach them in the house is very impactful. And you just can hope that once you leave them and go to society, that they fall back on what they know. And that's all I'm doing. So it's, it's definitely a lot harder from a, you know, for some of these kids that don't have a foundation, don't have uh, parents that keep their word and everything else. And then society grabs them. And society is, is just your, uh, your kids and my kids. That's who society is, no, if you think about it. No, society is the media. That's fine. That's fine. System. But they also have a choice to right. listen to that, or they don't have it. And I think society is the people that they go into. And now we're talking about the school systems and the governmental p positions that we have, and the, their inspiration of the ins the people who inspire them outside of the family. So I can lead my kids to water. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I can tell them that God is the best thing for you. I can tell you that being married one time and staying that way and having three beautiful kids is the best way to do it. But they can say. You know, pack sand, Dad. I'm going to go and smoke dope, and I'm going to go and get as many girls pregnant as I can. I could do that. 
and society accepts that. They don't look they don't look at the marriage anymore as a strong foundation. They say, let us take him. Let us take your kids and teach them what the right thing to do is. Well, I think the 100%. biggest... That's what I think. No, 100%. And I, I actually think that uh, as a parent, you are at war with society yes. over who is influencing yep. the children. Yes. Is, is it you and your spouse or is it the world, which is, you know... Again, to me, this is why you guys are so important because what is what is culture? It is, is it the, is it the musicians they're looking up to, or the I, actors? Is it the actors? Sports figures? Is it the sports figures? It, is it the <coughs> is it the people that people on the news? Is it is is it the things that their teachers are teaching them? Is it culture? And I will tell you right now, culture is doing everything it can to destroy mm-hmm. the foundation of the family. Culture, education, and the media. Absolutely. And you take these kids and you raise them up and you get them through high school and then you send them to college. And how many kids go completely sideways in college? That's right. And I'm not just talking that they're going to start partying and stuff. I'm not even going into that no, aspect of it. No, it's way worse than partying. But it's, morally, it's destroying their politically, mind. politically, all these things. I saw it with our middle son in particular. Once he went to college, it was like he was it lost. Was done. See, it was over. But this is why I think you guys are so important is because culture matters. Mm-hmm. And I think when kids look up and they see your art and they see your values and they see what your art represents, that is power. That is a, that is a, that is a force in culture that is reinforcing the good. I'm an oxymoron in, in art, I think, because I, I, I believe in God. I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm political. I don't want to say I'm Republican or conservative, but I'm, I'm in that side of it. Um, but, yeah, when you go into the art space, it's just – free love and you wear pink hair and you have to do all this other stuff. And again, that's art. That's totally fine. But when I come in and do my stuff and then people look at it, it's like, well, guy, you got dreadlocks. You, 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 you're married 36 years. You got, you're normal. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty freaking normal. <laughs> Our hair I mean, is crazy. But I'm weird, normal. but I'm normal, <laughs> you know, and I just so happen to love my wife. I love everything about what's going on. I just happen to paint. Well, it's, and I don't have a lot of, you know, anger and, and, you know, the system sucks. Well, the system does suck, but I'm not going to sit there and harp on it. If, what are you going to do? Uh, that should be the uh, opening. Actually, go something. on. That's actually, the opening. Actually, yeah. the system <laughs> does suck, and you do do something about it. Right. It is your art. I agree. Thank uh, you. That's where I was going with it. And, and that's <laughs> the thing. is tr- The true art is about pushing back mm-hmm. against so- the, the pressure of society, the force. Right. And true art. that's why true art right now is you're seeing this freedom it this, needs this, to make a it statement it needs can, to not be a declaration it needs to be a statement uh, <coughs> man i like uh, to say i could go <laughs> anywhere I hope so. we got five to, minutes shoot you want him to i hope so <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right let's all right pressure's on hold on you better not have anything on here that shouldn't be on you can unplug you can unplug and then plug back in we got five minutes okay here we go so I mean, this, that's the Jesus piece that I've got. I do a lot of Liberty. This one's kind of washed out. This one I, we just, I just donated for a charity. Uh, Scotty Laster, who's in, in town, his son has got, uh, his son-in-law has got uh, cancer for the third time, and they did a silent auction. Um, so I did that. Do religious. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Jesus fan. I mean, and then I go on a little bit darker. And then there's this one. <laughs> yeah. Did get to see some. Good Love Patriot. Patriotic, isn't that the one where th- where you do have a f- um, it was three dimensional the last one with the oh no it's no it's a bigger one um, I don't know if he's got that one on here I love that one 
So this is so there's Sean. So that's a big piece that in in each one of those I, I took the uh, the Book of Mormon, the Quran, the Torah, and the Bible, and I tore pages out of it. That's why it's there. And if you look in all those scriptures and all those religious things, Jesus has spoken in all of them, and that's where we usually go to. It's like you know Jesus, and and it's like when people say, well, you can only find Jesus through Christianity. That's where my that's now we're going into my struggle on all this uh, on the religious right. side of it. So I just kind of made a piece. It's like, you know what? Jesus is in all of them, so you pick which one is, is wrong. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Tell me which one is wrong if, the, if he's mentioned in all of them. So that's, that was kind of my, you know, in-your-face thing. I do a lot of um, lions. So there's I, love, I love that, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's Jesus and the lions. Um, that's, that's one of the shirts that I have on right now. I think that's it. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to go crazy here. Well, we, we have uh, three oh, minutes. We have oh, three minutes. <laughs> One was gone. Be good people and get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have, so we have our yeah. So I was gonna say we, so we have our podcast. We've got a, we've got a uh, we do coaching as well. We've got a, quite a few couples in there. Um, if you need any questions, I mean we're both on Instagram. Final advice. What, what advice would you have? If you could give our listeners, you know, we got two minutes here. If you've got if you could give our listeners and our viewers one piece of advice, that uh, what would you what would it be? And clear, concise, honest communication consistently. That's something we s- you took all of them, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, that's, a, that's the th- <laughs> yeah, clear, concise, honest communication consistently. consistently. You know, I mean, that's the, that's what's broken us. That's what's broken them into the next layer for us. And I say that over the past three years, man, we just did this on the podcast. It's like over the past three years, mm-hmm. since we've kind of slowed down everything else, the more honest communication I have with Anne, the quicker things get eliminated. And we're always looking for quick, quick resolution. We don't want to linger. We don't want to hold grudges. We don't want this to go on for days, this silent treatment. We don't like to play games. Yeah. And we're completely honest about it. It's like, I just told you, like, we were fighting. I was fighting when we were coming up here. It's like, we're still normal people. Still love her to death. I mean, but we still, we still use the tools. each other off. Yeah, yeah, we still use the tools that we... That we teach, and, and it's nothing that's profound. I'm not saying that we have the cure to age or anything. But you guys have an incredible relationship. We do have a great a, time. And you've been through a, a, a lot, and, and, you, and, uh, and obviously going through the, the rough, and now it, you know, this, this role you're in now, which I think is very much a leadership role, I love the way you guys interact together. I love Thank the depth you. of your relationship. It shows, it shows outside of <coughs> your podcast. It shows in real life that there is – true love and respect there and it probably shows in your art too in ways that people can't naturally perceive but it might have a good balance of masculine and feminine because of yours that'd be cool hopefully people see that thank you for having us thank you so much i'm gonna ask one favor yeah let's do it again 100 percent yeah you you guys are rock stars and and you and and i've this time just went by too quick and i feel like (laughs) we just scratched the service crazy right two two hours crazy actually two everyone's like two hours so long it's like well when you got to the right people in there like it's like not enough time no it wasn't so folks thou shalt not kill Uh. scott and ann travis uh True leaders in, in our in, in our culture, and uh, great. I'm just thankful to have you guys here in Utah. Thankful for the art. Thankful for what you're doing to strengthen the f- the family and strengthen marriage. And again, what's within these guys is within all of us if we stand up and, and uh, just live up to what we're capable of living to. Yep. I mean, we we all have such power within us. And uh, Bebe, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Wouldn't miss it. I'm with these guys. I love it when she comes on. Yeah.
awesome. guys, God bless you. God bless America. Friday, tomorrow, John Black Harvey, Black. boom. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 o'clock. And Tuesday with Sean Whalen. It's going to be awesome. God bless you. U.S. juries recommended life in prison rather than the death penalty for the young man responsible for the country's deadliest high school shooting. Nicholas Cruz was 19 when he returned to the school in Parkland, Florida that expelled him and opened fire. U.S. correspondent Gabrielle Fami reports. After less than a day of deliberation, a unanimous verdict from the jury, life behind bars without parole. The jury said although the murders were cold and calculated, Nicholas Cruz is a broken and mentally ill man and should not get the death penalty. Cruz was calm and showed no emotion as the verdict for each one of the 17 counts of first-degree murder was read to a courtroom packed with family members of the victims, many of whom shook their heads and whispered to each other as they tried to make sense of the jury's decision. But the judge did not issue her sentence. The state prosecutor, who's arguing for the death penalty, says more victims have yet to give their points of view. The court will reconvene on November 1st. The committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol has voted to subpoena former President Donald Trump. The committee says it has enough evidence to push for criminal charges against multiple individuals relating to the attempt to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Nick Harper reports from Washington. Democrat lawmaker Benny Thompson said Donald Trump must be accountable, adding the former president is required to answer for his actions. In what's expected to be the final January the 6th hearing, the committee laid out how Donald Trump inspired the violence that unfolded on Capitol Hill and how he repeatedly tried to join the crowd at the Capitol, even after they began attacking police officers. The committee's subpoena is a formal summons for Trump to appear in person to testify under oath. However, he's now likely to fight that, even as the committee says it has sufficient information to consider criminal referrals from multiple individuals. And if that means Trump, the Department of Justice would need to make the decision to go ahead with a criminal prosecution. NATO defence ministers have concluded a two-day meeting by reiterating their commitment to supporting Ukraine. Allies announced deliveries of air defence systems and specialist equipment to help Ukraine's forces get through the winter, ahead of a move welcomed by NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. NATO allies are supplying advanced systems, including artillery, air defence and armoured vehicles. And 24,000 Venezuelan migrants will gain entry to the U.S. under a new deal the Biden administration struck with Mexico. The plan's intended to relieve some of the pressures at the border. Almost four times as many Venezuelans have attempted to cross into the U.S. via Mexico this year, many having made the dangerous trek at the hands of ruthless smuggling organizations. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking in more depth today at the remarkable announcement by NASA that its dark spacecraft did successfully change the path of an asteroid when it crashed into it last month seven million miles from Earth. The double asteroid, called Didymus and Dimorphos, was targeted by NASA to test whether humans have the capacity to alter the trajectory of a potential threat. And after amassing the evidence over the past week, NASA has concluded that it successfully moved the two asteroids closer together. So does this mean that we're all a bit safer from the prospect of an extinction-style event? 
like the one that killed the dinosaurs. Dr. David Whitehouse is an astronomer and astrophysicist. This is a demonstration of principle. So the object that crashed into the Gulf of Mexico and killed the, killed the dinosaurs 67 million years ago was a darn sight bigger than Didymus and Dimorphos. And therefore you'd need to, to either find out that it's threatening us a long time, decades beforehand, or hit it with something substantially bigger than this. But that doesn't seem to be sort of that outrageous now, given the fact that we've done it on a small scale. And indeed, this pioneering use of so-called deflection technology is the first ever incident of humans deliberately changing the path of a celestial object. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Mark. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute -minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that's the latest Feature Story News. William Demsolo reporting.